Welcome to the Core Podcast, brought to you by Core to Cloud. We talk about all things cybersecurity, about the latest technologies, the insights, the learnings, and also a little bit about our culture in this ever-evolving environment. I'm Kelly, and I head up the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team, and we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil talks technical, why I keep it lighthearted and remove all the jargon. We also have a selection of guest speakers, including a few people popping in from the Quarter Cloud team. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast, Noi. Although, unfortunately, you're not in person this time. You are in Israel. Am I right? You're in Israel. Good. I am. You're in Israel. So anyone that has heard from you before um, or or hasn't heard, could you give a, a little bit of context of, of you, your role and, and your job and, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, as you said, my name is Noi Ruveni. I'm the Director of Intelligence Operations um, at Kella. And I actually lead um, part of the research team, part of the uh, CAC team, um, that handles all of the client operations. So this is the day-to-day request from the clients. This is kind of the high-paced um, part of the CIC. Uh, it's the client requests. It's the ongoing monitoring. Um, it's basically uh, a very important part of um, the face of the product. Mm. And I reached out, so we were really keen to start looking into a topic around mental health or maybe cyber wellness or you know we all think about physical health and how we can be at our prime but also how you know mental has a big impact and you kindly when I reached out about the the campaign said that you'd be interested in 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 talking about that and and your opinion on your on your point of view and uh, I I shared with you before we start went into the podcast that there are some uh, maybe alarming stats that in our industry there's a high level of burnout people are considering leaving um it's high stress levels maybe because we're always on on the alert that something bad might happen um and you were open to coming to talk to me so i was kind of thinking on your perspective on this and and what you and what you what you think um being in the industry and what you think of those stats yeah so i would actually add kelly as we you know kind of very briefly talked i think that it's it was a very maybe focused um, mm-hmm. research. And yeah, I yeah. think that it could be applied to many sectors overall. So I think that if you were to ask that question to different, um, in di- to employees of different industries, mm-hmm. I think that you would get very similar statistics. And I think that there are many reasons um, for that. Um, first of all, and I think foremost, um, you've mentioned it too, we are very well connected, which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Yeah. And what that means is that I think that we are very, there's a lot of external stimuli. So there is, you know, as I'm speaking to you, I'm receiving emails and and alerts and messages on the, um, our instant messaging platform and notifications from social media. And, um, you know, and for me being in my role and trying to accommodate to clients requests, and answering in the fastest uh, way possible, I think that there is a constant kind of feeling lingering that there is a, you know, that if you're not going to do something now, 
um, that it, you may miss it or the client may think otherwise or you may not be fulfilling an expectation. Mm. And I think that it is leading to a very highly um, a highly engaged uh, kind of lifestyle where is I, I think is is causing a lot of a lot of stress, a lot of added stress. Because we're um, always switched so on. I feel like we're we're always switched on. Yeah, and you know whether yeah. and customer success for you and unfairly, um, or customer relations, we we request something and we basically want it instantly because that's the way the world's become. So if it's not instant, it's like a oh, why why hasn't that happened straight away? Yeah. And that's the way I think for me personally, I like to have a checklist that I check pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm also I'm notorious for checking my emails when I'm on vacations because I don't yep. like coming back to a lot of unread emails. Um, I see a task and I say, you know what, this is a short one. I'm not going to add it to my list. I'm just going to quickly address it and, and speak to my team about it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, as you said, we're available. And I think mm. that sometimes we are too available. And this is maybe not just in the work world, but we're so available that we're letting all of these people, clients, uh, uh, prospects, companies, uh, marketing, uh, you know, other things that you're using, we're letting them into our lives um, in a way that we're not necessarily controlling um, how we should have been. So we're not, you know, what I'm trying to say is our availability is causing others think that we can be of um, we can be responsive at any time of the day at any time of the week. Um, and then we don't really know how to create that safe space or that quiet space or, or really just time off ourselves. Um, it also kind of sets a benchmark because if you're very available and if you reply on your vacation mm -hmm. and if you answer your phone when you're with your kids or during dinner, you know, it's kind of on you to know how to kind of put your foot down and know when to separate that kind of work life and personal life. And without doing that, you feel that you may be working 24-7, you're, you know, tired, you're burnt out, and then that's where that stress begins. You're quite in, quite into what you were saying about checking your emails when you're on holiday. I do this. I try to set boundaries because I have my children, so it's like I'll get up before them and do it, or while everyone's having a shower, I'll do it then, right? Um but as a member of, of being on the board and also have a managing on my own team, I'm setting a precedent, aren't I? That that oh okay, well she still takes her phone and she's mm -hmm. still she's still available at the weekend. So like I think me and you are both very similar and like oh, I don't want to come back to the noise. But actually yeah. by responding to those emails or being available, even though it's your vacation week, you're setting precedent, aren't you, of to everybody else of like like that's how you operate um so it's quite interesting uh, on your thoughts of that of managing a team of how I guess we are the leaders of that we're setting our own boundaries which then trickles down to the team it's um yeah it's that's a new a new thing that I've I'm having to learn to develop as my team gets bigger as the ways that I've always done things might be okay for me but I need to need to set precedent for everybody else I don't know how you feel right. about that no I, I actually think that's a really good point and kind of unrelated to that you know I, I will always remember something that my aunt told me she said you know you're annoy and not everybody is annoy and it was in a different context but it mm. was to this kind of fast-paced environment that I really like mm -hmm. you know whether it's completing things at work or whether it's having just endless to-do lists on the weekend and yeah. having the satisfaction of just checking them off 
and other people saying, hey, you know, I know where to put my boundaries. And actually with with my team, it's funny because I think that I, I'm trying to fix that through them. So when I see that one of my team members in Japan, for example, is working at 6.30 p.m. her time, I say, you know, hey, after this email, you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go enjoy your family time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is okay. We're here and covering that. And same thing with, you know, on weekends or where we have some emergency um, I kind of try to, you know, say, okay, everybody's is having, you know, enjoying their time off. Um, is there anything that I can do kind of get started so that I don't have to yeah. bother them? Yeah. And so I think that kind of that picking up and I, I'm sure that they would be, I mean, I, I truly have a really great team and they will be, you know, they will be available to work at 6 a.m. for something urgent or, you know, as late as I am in the day. Mm. Um, but I think that, as you said, I've set that precedence um, and it's something that I'm somewhat okay with. Yeah. So I'm trying to maybe better at it by um, by not instilling that type of <laughs> um, that type of kind of behavior with them. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, isn't it? Because I'm a, it was interesting. We had the bank holiday weekend and my team were like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I've got to skip. And I've got a list of things that I'm going to get rid of. And this is going to go house and I'm going to the charity shop. And, do- and all of them looked at me and went, or oh, you could do nothing. And I was like, no, it's not in my DNA. <laughs> yeah. Like I, if no, I sit, yeah. yeah, if I sit there doing nothing, I'm actually more irritable. And my husband will generally like, just go and do whatever things on your brain. Like I'm not very good at sitting watching films. Like I have to be pretty, pretty downtime to do that or a film that I really wanted to see. Um, but yeah, my team find it hilarious because like we did nothing. We just did nothing. And that's, then that's good for them. But I think like you said, yeah, it's not assuming everyone's annoying, not assuming everyone's a Kelly. Like you can't, you can't, yeah, set those things. And uh, then when you probably rest, you need to plan to rest, right? And then you say, how to, if I planned it and if I prepared for it, then then it's okay, I'm resting, you know? But it can't be, you know, kind of out of the blues on the no. weekend when you have no other plans to say, wait, I've not, you know, I've got nothing to do. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not very good with nothing. Interestingly, we've all, um, on Wednesday, very luckily, got the, all been, the whole company's got the day off on the Wednesday because um, we're having a team building day the day before. And I've already booked things in. Like my team were like, oh, it's going to be so good. You can do nothing. And I was like, oh, well, I did put the vets in. And I, and I thought it was a really good time to get my pedicure. So that's booked in. And they were like, oh, you could have done nothing. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, maybe in the afternoon I'll do nothing. I'll put that as my calendar. But yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. It has to, for me, it has to be in a controlled boundary space. And actually, I have to like go out of my environment. So if I'm at home, I'll find something to do. If I'm at work, I'll find something to do. Um. So it has to be either out in nature or I have to take myself out of my normal habitat to be able to shut down. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense to you, but yeah, it has to be somewhere that because I can't do a job. that's doing something too. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I had never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah, it's ticking mm-hmm. that box or, or in that or in your calendar. As you said, you think that the, the research is very particular in cybersecurity and it's probably on all industries. But what do you think, do you think they're fundamental things that we can do in our industry, whether that's as managers or um, uh, maybe the hours we work or maybe, do you think there are things that, because both of us are in this industry, we can tackle or start implementing, whether that's culturally, whether that's, yeah, do you think there are things that, obviously, I, I agree with you, I don't think it's a cybersecurity issue, I think it's a, 
it's a general issue but um being both from the industry do you think there are some things that we could start putting into place and and can you empathize with that statistic it's not a great one but can you empathize with it? You know what? If we want, if if we have to speak cybersecurity, then mm. you know, I'm thinking the first thing that comes to mind are is the responsibility of a CISO, right? Mm. So we've seen and we've talked in the past about the rise of ransomware attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, every other day or every day, really, there is another victim. Every day, there is a large uh, database leak of some company. Um, their shares go down, their reputation gets destroyed. So obviously cybersecurity for a company is a very, uh, it's, it's a huge factor, mm. um, it's a huge factor for them and it's very critical. And so the person who is, you know, kind of responsible for all that or the person whose fingers get, who gets fingers pointed at them yeah. is usually the CISO. And so I think that if we speak or that's the first thing that comes to mind, is the the role of being a CISO and and thinking of that stress that they may face um, with all the responsibilities and the huge uh, kind of dependency that they have to make sure that everything is running smoothly, that the company is secured as as much as it could be, and that it's um, you know it's using or it's utilizing all the vendors and and it's got you know, the best uh, kind of protection or digital protection from every angle. Um, And so I could see how in that role, Mm. the stress level would be quite high and the burnout would be quite high because usually that, you know, people who fulfill that role do not stay for too long Mm. as opposed to maybe other roles in the company. Um, So to that sense, you know, yeah um, and it, but it's, it's it's the human element of it though as well isn't it because they do have a lot of responsibility oh, um yeah. but i i think yeah like unfortunately like you said if not if anything it's not um if you'll get attacked it's probably when now would you say that's fair like people are just it's, it's just happening all the time so i think it yeah it's a bit more of um an empathetic thing of that even someone is doing their best has a strong team is working with fantastic vendors unfortunately um uh the bad guys are always trying to wriggle in and find a new way would you would you say that that that's fair like you know it's it's being adaptable and continuously being aware and having the right people around you i guess what i'm trying to say is for a CISO is putting more arms around them and that it's not just that one person yes they are the top but it's how we can all put our arms around them and other people can help and support could could help that because I guess you're seeing regularly how new people are getting in and 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 yeah and taking taking the crown jewels I guess from businesses yeah absolutely and and this is also where I I like the saying that you're only as good as your team Mm. right so aside from having this responsibility is also making sure that you hire the right people Okay. Um, and that's yeah. also in itself, you know, it's not obviously it's not their job. Uh, you have an HR for that. But you need also team members who can fulfill their job uh, well, mm. um, because these are the people who, uh, you know, can I mean, you can only oversee so much. Um, and every person in that kind of chain has their own responsibility and one miss or one uh, lack of, you know, update or one one missed uh, notification of one of your, you know, the software or any missed email from a vendor that believes that maybe your data is being sold could potentially lead to something much bigger. 
Um, and so, as you said, yes, your team building a team is important of having people who can who you can reach out to and who can kind of support you from all angles so that you can also um, that you can also kind of feel that the stress is not only on you. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but it's you could say that about, you know, about many roles. So right, that was, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, we're picking that one because of cybersecurity, and it's the obvious of the over. But yeah, you can say that on on all all roles. Like, interestingly, um, talking to um some of our sales guys, I'd never even considered. I mean, I have considered it, of course, I have. But like the stress of that, of the target and the pressure, and making sure you hit, and 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 that's a different type of stress. Um, and I yeah, and the marketing team have a different type of stress. We all have a different type of tra- stress our bridges are all different and they're being loaded with different things um all all, all the time mm-hmm. i we can only talk about personally but for your for you obviously you have stress and different things like that how do you manage that what are your your do you have some go-tos that you think yep fundamentally that really that really helps me when i'm feeling stressed or or, or, or an overload yeah so for me, and I'll start by saying that I actually used to work in corporate finance. So when I when I worked in these, you know, very large Fortune 500 companies, you would have to get there before your boss. You would have to stay after your boss. It doesn't matter if you were very efficient. Uh, it doesn't matter if you finished your work, you know, within, uh, you know, kind of, let's say, six hours of the day. Um, it just didn't look good. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of all familiar with that. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a nine to five. It's not a nine to six. It's just kind of showing that you're there reading on your free time. And even if you're done your work at 530, you stay till seven, seven thirty because because it looks good, mm-hmm. because it's important that you interact with your colleagues. But, you know, kind of on work related matters and not necessarily social. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, first of all, a lot has changed since um, this was several years ago. And second, I think I have learned that um, that is not a balanced uh, lifestyle that I want to have. So for me, it has changed a lot. Um, today, I can tell you that for my number one thing, and you know, it could be looked at as a meditation in a different form, I guess. Mm-hmm. But for me, for example, is being active. So for me, it's very important to get my workout done. Mm-hmm. It's first thing in the morning. Um, it has changed. The hour of the, the the workout class has changed over the years. I do CrossFit. So for example, I either have a kind of a 5.30 a.m. or an 8.30. So I sometimes either do something in between on my own or I go at 8.30, which okay. means that I necessarily might start my day a little bit later than usual, right? A little bit later than the 9 a.m. or the 9.30. But for me, when I'm able to give to myself, I can then give a lot more to to my company. It's the analogy, isn't it, of when you're on a plane of why you give the oxygen mask to yourself first. To yourself, yeah. So that you can can help everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Because if you can't function properly then you Absolutely. can't help anyone. Do you find yeah. that it sets your day right though? Because I've started to, um, my maybe my version of meditation, I'm not very good at meditation unless it's um, led meditation. My brain starts mm-hmm. thinking about work and the next thing I know it's what we're having for dinner. And yeah, I've lost the whole point of it. <laughs> um, so my meditation for me definitely is walking, walking and music yeah. and with the dog and generally at a pace and then I can slow down so it starts off my poor dog it starts off quite fast and then she's like oh she's she's chilled now we'll, we'll do a bit of a slower walk um uh yeah so for the morning though but um 
being able to get out and see sunrise. It's really weird. Like if I can do that, I feel like I've got more time in my day and I feel like I'm a much calmer pace. Whereas if I get up late, that's it. Like I'm on the back footer all, all the time. Do you feel putting that in actually, like you said, you start the day better and you start mentally better and actually you're probably doing a better job than when you were in the corporate oh, job and you were there an hour absolutely. before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm there at seven, you know, it's it's very difficult to get a workout in to get, mm-hmm. you know, ready on time and to be in the office by seven. And then at, in the evening, after a 10, 11 hour day, you're Tired. you're exhausted. Right. So absolutely for your question. And I also think that, you know, my mindset is different. And so I also um, I try to also do that with my team. You know, mm-hmm. so if a team member says, hey, I am going to be late today because I have to wait for, uh, I don't know, you know, a handyman or um, if it's okay if I work half day from home or is it okay if I work from home because I'm not feeling 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it because for me today, it's not the clocking out of the hours. Mm. It's more if you get the work done, you know, if the customers are happy and if the task at the end that is that was assigned earlier in the day is is completed. I don't mind how they do it and and in what hours, you know, and I see, and it's, it's, it's reciprocated. I see that there is a mutual understanding. There is a mutual respect. Mm -hmm. um, And there is a very, very good and honest communication, you know, where now they don't have sick days is there. There's no fit. Exactly. There's no somebody. Yeah. Oh, 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 I've got this and the appointment where they're probably getting the nails done because it's the only appointment they could get done. Which is fine because I too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We always keep our beauties up. Yeah, yeah. completely. Because if I have to get my nails done at 3 p.m. because that's the only, you know, hour she had, then I will work from home and I will say, hey, listen, you know, I've got an appointment at 3 p.m. You know, I could lie, but I I don't want to do that because I think that we've, you know, I have forever felt that work runs my life, right? I mean, we work and then you get other things done, but that's not true. Like you have to be able to get to the doctors, to the cosmetologist, to the gynecologist, to any other task, to your kids or whatnot throughout the day. And work takes a huge chunk of it. So we have to, at some point, have this kind of interference, you know, in the work hours. And so these, you know, the employees who work with me or my team, I don't feel that they need to, as you said, kind of fake an illness or, you know, justify why they're away. I mean, and, and kind of in contact, in in context to this uh, podcast, I will also try to ask if everything's okay. Right. Because I'm not, it's not, I don't think it's my necessarily responsibility to make sure that they're you know I I can't I can't make sure that they're always feeling okay it's also sometimes a very personal thing that maybe I wouldn't want to get involved with or maybe they wouldn't want to share it and that's okay but I also if I feel that an employee might be uh, a little bit more quiet or I'm seeing kind of a decreased motivation or performance and I don't want to be a bystander and I can ask, hey, is there anything that you want to talk about? Mm. You know, these one on ones that are not about work. It's about how are things going? How is the weekend with your girlfriend? You know, and I can try to have this open conversation. And if they feel that they want to share, then that's great. And if yeah. they don't, then I take my you know, I take a state, uh, a, I take my stand back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, I think, creates for this environment that is balanced and that they, um, but do you, you know, also they can feel be... when it is stressful, 
and maybe mm-hmm. something kicks in at the weekend and you do need them. Like you do need their A game and you're sorry that it's weekend. They show up. Right? Because because you've they given them, you've given them the respect exactly. the rest of the time because yeah. they're like, "Oh, they she needs me." You know, she's yeah, and I do I do think yeah, if you, you that human to human level the rest of the time when you do need them or the pressure's a bit hard or the project's gone square or you didn't get things quite as it they will show up. They'll put their extra hours in. They will stay at 7 and they will turn up at 5. Because you need them, yeah. Because you don't need them all the time for that. But they, they know. Okay, she needs me, and at this time I and do. Because need to I show understand up. when they, yeah, and because and because when they need me or when they need, you know, I guess my approval mm. or their time off, I also I understand. And so I don't do it so that they can show up later. I do it because I try to create that environment. Yeah. And later they show up, so it shows that they, you know, it's as I said, it's like a mutual yeah. respect and understanding. Um, and it's it's important, as you said, humans seek connections that's like the number one thing that makes people happy yeah and so and 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 I think I mean I mean that's a lot of it is like everything has become a lot more digitized you can be you can be on teams all day and I mean it's I think there's some horrible statistic isn't there about the fact that like we're the most loneliest we've ever been I think in the UK we actually have someone in government for loneliness that's actually tackling Mm. loneliness in the UK I mean that's quite a sad statistic really yeah. and I think I think something or even sadder like people in London are like the most loneliest people in Europe and it's like but you've got the most people around you and it's because we can pick a date for an app we can choose our food from an app so we don't even have to like go to the restaurant anymore we can get our food shop there we can get our clothes shop like if you really wanted to be really on your own in your own box it's completely feasible and you can get everything that you could need and survive um Mm -hmm. so like yeah I think that there's so much great about technology and we're an industry because we both love technology but that also has created some weird um social things right yeah I think that there's false expectations from Mm. from social media um and I think as you said it's it's very it it contradicts itself because in one hand it connects us more than ever yeah and on the other hand, it creates a distance from reality because we think, you know, people look at social media, take, you know, Instagram, for example, for career tips, for um, uh, body tips, you know, body figure, for uh, marriage, for uh, beauty and 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 wellness and, and everything. And many times, people don't, you know, whoever is posting these is not very authentic. And we we don't always choose right, not on purpose, but we don't always choose right to see the the side that or the account that exposes both sides. Yeah. And so there's these false expectations that that is reality. And so you're comparing it to your own and you're saying, well, there's this huge gap. Mm-hmm. You know, how am I how do I not uh, how do I not perform that way? How do I not look that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that is creating it's creating stress, additional stress, yeah. you know. It's it, it's interesting you say that. I've got two points on that. I, I remember um, I um, followed a uh, a fitness woman that fell pregnant exactly the same time as me. And um, she gave birth. Two weeks later, her abs were back. And I went, I was like very upset about mm. it, very depressed about it. Mm. And my husband was like, but you, but you didn't have her body before you fell pregnant. So how did you think you were going to get her abs post-pregnancy and I was just so angry of him I was like what do you mean and he was like well I, I know I respect that you're following her and you're following her routines and her workouts because you 
want to be like her but he was like but you don't have the same body as her pre it so how did you think you were gonna and it's it, it, and it's it very true and also i i don't know i recently watched um michelle obama Obama's tour mm. um on netflix and she said um our generation and younger she was like you follow people like mums with mum tips of like how to bring up a newborn she was like you go follow them when their kids 15 or 16 she was like how is that person telling you how to raise a child when she's in it at exactly the same time as you she was like you know you go follow someone that's got a 20 year old that's done really well and aspirationally that's what you want to be as a parent she's like don't follow an influencer that's just had a baby and has been paid Mm -hmm. some ad to sell a product because she's oh, yeah. there. and it, it's true we like yeah you can really close net your network through social media or or really yeah pigeonhole your opinion because of something that you've seen through social media you know it could be on linkedin too for talking right. you know business somebody yeah. could say you know happy to join this in this career or happy to have been here and celebrate my sixth or seventh anniversary at this job you know everything looks great they're getting promoted mm. they're you know they have this long uh, employment at the company, but they may be miserable, you know, they're maybe doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. So it's not only yeah, social media. And if we want to, you know, if we want to talk about um, about stress kind of in the industry mm. or, or, you know, the kind of the false expectations or what it, what the media portrays that we should be doing and we aren't or the way that we should be feeling. Um, and I think it just all comes back. It's very yeah, I think it all comes back to ourselves and it's very difficult. It's a very difficult thing to say and to understand. And I think I'm still learning how to do it. Um, but it's to, you know, it's that being present. It's, it's seeing your own, um, your own success and your own progress and understanding, you know, being present and just really, um, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm very, um, I'm not very good at being in the present. Yeah. I'm not very good at. Uh, I, I, we're very lucky at work. We get have a business coach, and uh, he's like, I'm always going in, and every time I go in, I'm like, right. So this is the next. And he was like, cool, but we could just sit in now. Like, what about now? Like, why don't you just sit in mm-hmm. right now? And I'm like, oh, for some reason, now is very uncomfortable for me. Like, I'm not very good at looking back. And I'm not very good at just being in the now. Like I um, always throw something into the chaos. Like I'll get another puppy or be like, let's move house. Or should we rip the kitchen out? Or then I'll go come into the office. Like, I think we need to completely remodel the website. And everyone's like, okay, but we could just, okay, but we could, I'm not very good at now. I always have to be vision board, five-year plan. Um, And it's interesting, like on paper, if you look back of everything I've ever wanted, like, degree and career husband I got a girl and a boy healthy child like I've ticked those things but I'm always mm-hmm. but that's exactly why I was going to say because we are a checklist type of person yes. the moment that you check one thing you can't you know we're, we're it's difficult to stay there and say you know I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. having completed that no you're just on to the next thing mm-hmm. and so you know those colleagues who are telling you just do nothing you know that might work yeah <laughs> that might help to kind of learn to be present you know just for a little bit but I'm I'm very similar to you in that sense mm-hmm. so I you know I try but if I if I can't be present I will tell you that I have started a couple months ago to verbally be grateful for things okay um and it's it makes a change because I also truly believe that you know the words that you speak manifest the things that you want 
Um, and so I stay grateful for things, especially and truly for, for example, for my team, mm-hmm. you know, so, so speaking earlier of, you know, being as only as good as your team, when we have, and you can imagine many requests from clients, or there is a huge vulnerability or a big cyber incident that all the clients want to, to know about. I mean, we have everybody working on a couple of assignments at once. We have people working, uh, you know, checking things from home over the over the night. We have, uh, you know, client calls. We're trying to get the other teams to help us. And so I think that, you know, I'm, I'm always I sit there and I'm, I'm saying I'm so grateful for you guys because yeah. this operation would not be running this well without you. Mm. Um, and so if I still if I can't be present because I'm always thinking about the next thing, you know, oh, hey, we completed that. That's great. Or, hey, the client's happy. At least I know that I can acknowledge whatever mm-hmm. is happening for the moment and then move on. And hopefully in the future, I can spend a little bit more time yeah. and kind of digest it and enjoy it. But I did a really interesting experiment. Um, so um, we're, as human beings, we're made up mostly of water, right? And um, I saw this uh, thing, I, I did see it on social media, but I did it with my daughter. So mm-hmm. you get a gla- two glasses of water in a plastic cup. One glass of water, you say lovely things to it. Just beautiful oh, yes. words, beautiful words. And the other glass of water, you say all the negative, horrible things and you freeze it. And if you take it out, the one that you say wonderful words has beautiful crystals, like very beautiful patterns the one that you attacked is broken, doesn't freeze right, is jagged, and it's really upset. And it was a really wonderful way of showing my daughter the impact of what you can, you know, when she's angry with her brother or slams the door or whatever, of how whatever you put out there, it, you know, we're made up of water. So that's the ripple effect. And I, and I, but it was really good for me as an adult, like, like you were saying, oh, yeah. of like being saying the nice things in the moment and how your words can have an impact. And, you know, even if you're not feeling like saying something positive, like how that impact could have on someone else. Um, you know, it's amazing that I'm hearing this like from firsthand because I've heard this about people have been doing that with plants. Mm. You know, they've, I've heard them say, you know, do that with two plants and one of them just completely dies. And I wanted to believe it. I mean, I think I've seen some videos, but I didn't know if it's real, but it's, it's insane because the energy yeah, like the all energy and we're all particles. I'm sure someone yes. will probably say it's the angle I put it in the freezer or or whatever. But I don't care. It, it worked. It it worked. Or you know, someone's like, oh, it was vibrating. I'm gonna have more. to try it. But yeah, I want to try. It. I'm gonna get two plants and I'm gonna go try, try it. And, I'll it and let be you know nice, the results. And be nice to them. But it makes sense, isn't it, that we're made up of a lot, mostly water as human beings. So if that's an energy and we feel, even if maybe it's like even the vibration of like if we mm-hmm. feel people stressed, it ripples. Yeah. like oh yeah so um, i yeah and i think that's why i do think that's why you know saying a good word to a colleague mm. you know not forced and not because they're doing their job just honestly saying something good is also it, it, it you know it pays forward yeah um you know so when someone's doing a good report and i know you could say okay well this is part of their responsibility mm. but you know but they did it in a very good way. They did it fast. Um, they they went above and beyond because they found something that I did not find or, you know, they offered me a few options of how to write it, which I didn't think about. Yeah. So I don't see why not, you know, complimenting this person or giving them some positive uh, feedback 
just not only when you have your, you know, yearly review or monthly review or one-on-ones. And I see how that motivates, you know, I mm-hmm. see how it's not necessarily the bonus or, you know, the, the, the lunch or the outing. It's also this kind of good word that kind of pays forward. And again, the same thing as we talked about earlier, this person next time is much more likely to volunteer or to want to help in another project because they see how their contribution is so meaningful um, and how it plays in the whole. It gives you purpose rather than just doing a job. It gives a more meaningful purpose. I I wonder if, if looking at everything that we have said, that we do work in a digitized job. It Mm -hmm. is in a, albeit in a, kind of like a digital world and cybersecurity isn't something tangible do you think if we're looping back to our industry and I think this probably relates to all do you think the human connection and that empathy and being human with whatever work we're doing and whether it's that you are a SOC analyst or whether you're you know in your team or even if you're in marketing or in sales within cybersecurity it is having that human connection and someone to just be there to say I have a good job or are you okay do you think that ultimately will make our industry stronger yeah and I actually I love that question and I will answer that with a recent um I've actually heard it twice a recent kind of TED talk um Mm -hmm. about it so you've probably heard that um they've done this huge um, kind of probably the longest study uh, that was conducted by Harvard um, over hundreds of um, men to see what makes them happy. Mm. Um, and after, you know, almost, I think it's been going on for over 80 years and all along, you know, after doing medical testing and, and interviews and and many other tests, they found that the one thing that makes them happy is positive relationships. It's connections. Mm. Um, it's it's human connections. And I think that those human connections are what ultimately make us, you know, thrive. Yeah. They uplift, they support us, they motivate. And it's not, I don't think it should stay outside of the workplace. It's very important to have it in workplace. You know, we all have that work friend um, who probably later turns on to your best friend, you know, also Mm -hmm. outside of work. We have the happy hours. We have this connection with maybe somebody from the other department. Um, And I think that it's very important because you do spend the majority of your day at work. Yeah. And so to, to give it more meaning and I think to make it more enjoyable, that human connection is critical in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, good or bad of COVID and things that have happened, there is an element of that that has been lost. I mean, there are some companies that haven't even gone back with offices, have they? Oh, yeah. So it's, um, and that will be, I think that would be an interesting wave to see what happens. I, I, I mean, we did the opposite. We took a bigger office, but I am quite glad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad of that though, because yeah, I'm definitely a human connection person. And I don't think you have to be here 24 seven. I don't think you right. do that. And I don't expect my team to do that. And we don't have a culture of that. But it is like having a base. It is having like a home or it's that natter in the corridor. Or do you want to go for a walk? Or have you seen the new restaurant in town? Let's grab coffee or let's eat for lunch. You know, I feel that I go to work with friends. And that's that's a really great part. And I don't know if everybody is 
has the opportunity to feel that way, truly. Mm. But when I go to work, I talk to people about the weekend. You know, I, I am writing a report and I turn around and tell them something funny that just happened. Or I yeah. share with them a video that somebody sent me. And it feels truly like you're you're going to just a fun place where there's a computer and, you know, some client work. <laughs> yeah. But it's obviously, um, it's it's a, it makes for a much more productive and enjoyable environment. And I think that promises a lot, you know, that promises longevity in the workplace. Sounds like you found your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't want to keep you too late, but also before we do say goodbye, um, anyone that isn't aware of where you work and what you do um, and, or if they are, is there anything new or exciting um, and, uh, and also where, where they can reach out. And are you guys coming to InfoSec? Are you guys going to be there? I, and, I, think, I think so. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyone that hasn't met you or seen you, that would be a really good place to come in and find out about Kelly. So yeah, if, if anything else you think that people would want to know that don't know. Yeah. So actually, I think since we've last spoken, mm -hmm. um, there have been some really great changes at Kella. Um, one of the biggest ones is we've actually consolidated both of our platforms. Okay. So we've had the Radar and the Dark Beast, which are now renamed to Monitor and Investigate. So it has been uh, quite an exciting um, change for us. Mm -hmm. They're all now available via one platform. Um, and also we are, um, well, we're growing, our teams are growing. So that's always a good always sign. Good. Yeah. Um, but we're also uh, releasing a lot of new features, ones that have, um, you know, as, as a result of client feedback, uh, for example, we want to release probably in the next few months, the whole feature about threat actors, where we're going to have full on profiles on a threat actor, all of the different identifiers that we found, all the different monikers, um, our qualitative uh, and quantitative ranking of their credibility. So it's going to be these like kind of profiles, you know, mm -hmm. kind of as if you think of of any uh, other social media platform when you click on somebody and you see all the yeah. relevant details so that's that's huge and that's going to um, utilize and leverage all of the finished intelligence that we have gathered over the years um, and there's some really exciting things um, in store that uh, i will let our product team yeah. kind of release with Not time really <laughs> um, um, yeah but we're yeah we're doing great with the two platforms going together um what what I guess, what's the um, added benefit of that? And why did you guys move to that model to bring them together now? So first, user experience. Okay. I think first and foremost, um, you don't have to now sign on into two right. different platforms. Okay. It's yeah. all in the same place. Um, second, too, it allows for a much smoother kind of pivoting from one place to the other. So okay. if you see something in the monitor and you want to pivot to the investigate part, right. um, so and also we've... So it's just a very customer-led. The decisions you've made sounds great. It allows them. Yeah, to Yeah, yeah. The, the UI looks different, um, and it's really just a um, a one place where you know the users can just get all of their intelligence, whether it's the technical intelligence, whether it's our our highlights or our uh, our trends. We have mm -hmm. trends reports that are based on uh, the things that we find or finished intelligence that's in the investigate. Um, and so our clients have found it, you know, a very, very uh, kind of long coming um, change. Um, and really just for us, kind of a way to up upgrade a product. Yeah. 
and keep yeah always upgrading and moving is always good and making customers happy is the main point well oh, yes. thank you so much Nori. Well, hopefully you, hopefully i'll get to come to israel next because you've come to me talking yeah, well, connectivity yeah i know i've not been i'm yeah it's on my bad we need to make a make a good good trip out um probably need to put less things in my diary <laughs> me yeah, on boundaries me on boundaries you know what, and once you're here i promise we won't have many to-do lists <laughs> we'll keep them we'll, top we'll, keep, top, top, the we'll keep them tight but no I'll, I'll probably get out there and have a nightmare i'll be like with a list going no i've researched and these are all the places i want to go and you'll be like oh god uh, we'll have <laughs> so, that ready for you oh perfect thank you so much for always being a part and, and supporting and um i look forward to speaking to you soon you too thank you Bye. thanks Noi.